0: lawrence electronics and the california department of boating and waterways and now to bring you the best in the outdoors here's the host of california sportsman Seth
1: hendrickson hey good morning everybody and welcome to california sportsman it's saturday november 12th it's a little drizzly outside mr brown it was raining
2: on us coming in that means I can't take the new boat out yet. No, no, don't get
1: <laughs> no, that thing wet. I can't get it wet. Don't get it wet on the bottom. Way too or pretty to get it wet. Or on the top. I saw the picture. Here we are screwing up our whole intro, but that is a beautiful new boat you got. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I want to go for a ride in that. Okay,
2: we'll do that. Uh, very You're, slow ride. We'll try trolling in it. We'll that's go to Folsom. We'll it's five mile an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm safe. That's the only
1: place I'd meet you and get in that boat, there that's for go. sure. Well,
2: you want to you open your show now? <laughs> yeah, hey folks,
1: we've got a great show for you today. It's we're covering all the gambit all the way through. We're kicking it off in just a moment with the man himself, Captain James Smith aboard the California Dawn. A fantastic week of fishing and crabs. It's like combo time, folks. It starts today. I believe everybody and his brother's gonna want to be out on crab combo trips. They were heading up to Baden- Daga Bay. We'll climb on board the new Sea Angler with Rick Powers. Then it's back down to the deltas. Captain Zach Medinas has got all kinds of info for you on delta fishing, sturgeon fishing, and he's got a ladies' day trip out there. That means... Virginia, Salvador is going to be on board that boat, leading the crowd is my guess. And then, of course, hey, there's a big new winner at the Virgil Striper Derby. A buddy of mine won, one of the guys that has one of my jetcraft boats, Jim Gilley. They call him coach around Vacaville. He'll tell you all about his, get this, 45-inch, 37-and-a-half-pound striped bass he caught not bad, the big winner of the Virgil Striper Dirty. We'll talk to him live. Alan Fong, of course, talks to us, and he's got a great Texas deer hunt to tell us very little about is my guest, but he'll have the information on that, and I'm gonna grill him on two D crappie fishing up at Lake Berryessa. You need to get into that great action. And James Netzel with Tight Lines Guide Service Live in the Blind this morning. Duck hunting. We'll check in with him. He's been chasing those Metro Kings. We'll find out what's going on there. Steve Huber, you remember him. He's up in Crescent City. We'll be checking in live up there with him, find out what's going on in his neck of the woods. Steve Carson's got great info on our Penn Fishing University segment. And there's more, lots more, including Jeff Suhu out chasing Delta Stripers. But let's head right now to San Francisco. Well, he's out of San Francisco Bay right now. He's under the gate and heading out. He's chasing crab and probably a lot of rock and ling. After a great week on the water, let's climb on board the California Dawn with Captain James Smith. Good morning, Captain. Morning, Seth. Well, tell our listeners what you've been up to all week. It looks like you've had a fantastic week.
3: Well, we've been up to more catching than fishing. It's been absolutely phenomenal um, out here. The rockfish, you know, the rockfish is rockfish. You can make it out to the islands. You could load a sack pretty quick. They've been biting really good um, every day. Limits out there, quality rock cod. It's just, uh, it's on fire right now but the the big story here in the bay area is the dungeness crab and let me tell you i had a lot of folks a little leery about getting on you know early in this year because they're like oh well the hoops take too long and and, you know last year we spent a lot of time dialing those things in and um just the volume
1: is up hey last year you pioneered this hoop fishing for everybody out there. You were the first one that went out and invested thousands of dollars in these things and tried it all out and actually mastered it before the end of the season. No wonder you're catching crab for your clients.
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, we've we've always had that I don't give up kind of attitude. And, and you know, when, when the uh, fishing game said no, traps last year it was you know it was, it was a kick between the legs like it was it was a tough pill to swallow and then we found the little loophole with the hoop nets and a lot of guys didn't believe it would work a lot of guys were just you know thinking well we'll just wait till traps so i wasn't going to do that and uh we got the hoop and it turned out pretty good
1: oh, and I now know. look at where we're at and everybody seems to be happy because those hoops get checked every couple of hours and those crab just keep filling it up don't they
3: yeah, uh, this year especially, you know, I've seen hoops with up to 18 Dungeness crab on, <laughs> you know, on a one-hour soak. 18 keepers.
1: on a, pretty a,
3: phenomenal.
1: On a 12-inch cow. conical? That's a lot of crabs packed yeah. into that trap.
3: Yeah, 30, well, we're running 30, they're 36 wide at the base, and they open up here to 20-inch. I had the gang from Promar Products come up all the way from San Diego yesterday because they're so blown away. These were lobster traps it's kind of foreign to them too. I mean they're they're kind of geeking out down in southern california. All the crowds were getting in these things and it blew their mind yesterday. The guys came up and they're flying drones and getting getting some footage. So I'll I'll share with all your listeners here in the next couple of weeks, but uh gosh, you know, it's it's like a 180 from last year from when we were first trying these things out. And, you know, we had kind of a mess and we had hoops drifted all over the ocean and and to where we are now to where we're we're efficient. You know, we cut the time and literally in half with the hoops, fishing them from last year to this year, being effective. And, and, you know, having this kind of volume, it sure doesn't hurt. There's there's just a lot of crab in the system here this year. And, uh, hopefully this, this just continues, you know, until we, uh, until the trap fishing opens back up,
1: you know, every year this time of year, a lot of people like to get out and get that good fresh white meat that's out there and available uh, for the holidays is everybody concentrating on crab or a lot of them looking forward to getting their white meat, too?
3: Well, you know, it's split. You know, it, it's it's that crab is this, this time of year. You know, it takes center stage. Everybody wants crab in the Bay Area. It's synonymous. It's kind of our, our culture and heritage here, you know, living close to the city. Everybody comes here. What's the one thing they expect is Dungeness crab. And, and you know, so this is the only way to provide it this time of year. It's pretty tough when you go to a store and you're paying, you know, 20 some bucks a pound for a crab that was caught last year, you know, so that's pretty much, you know, I, I worked commercial for a lot of years. There as you guys well know, and um, most of our deliveries would come in and they would sit in the freezer for almost a year. And then, you know, your other options to go to Chinatown. And, you know, I don't know exactly what's in the water, but those things stay alive a long time in that tank. So, Do you want a guaranteed fresh crab? You got to get a hoop. You got to get out here on your own personal boat or jump on a party boat, jump out with me, and come get them. But uh, they're, they're nice this time of year. You get a lot of bigger crab because the commercial fleet hasn't been on the water. So your, your possibilities of getting a three pound crab are way up there.
2: I'd be more than than happy to meet up with James and come get them. Yeah, I bet you would. (laughs) I bet you (laughs) so. I'll meet James anywhere. He already knows that. Isn't it about time for James to, to, you know, visit you on a Sunday at the and house, and then,
1: the, then just subsequently, I could be, be driving by.
2: You could be driving in the neighborhood with the a yeti. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's,
1: here,
3: it's... here comes my friends again, showing up out of nowhere. Uh, you know,
2: I've but, always been your friend, Smith. So have I. Let's <laughs> just go down and meet him at the bar. Yeah, I'll, I'll just see the on the dock tapping my foot.
1: <laughs> you know, crab yeah. crab for the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> James, you got, you got it all going for you right now, man. You got the, you got the best hoops going. You're out there. You know how to work them. Everybody's catching on to it right now. You pioneered it and you got to get the credit for it, man. There's no question about it. These things are working. They're working well. And to me, I'd rather be pulling them up all the time, checking them out, and just seeing what's going on down there on the bottom of the ocean anyway. So it's all fun. And then folks pick up some great rock and ling cod along the way too. And I imagine that's pretty fair fishing too right now.
3: Yeah, no, everything's biting really good. And, yes, if you come out on the boat, we're going to put you to work. We're going to make you carry traps around and dump bait jars and clean bait jars and bait wires, and there's plenty of work for everybody here. So everybody gets involved. It's a lot of fun. Uh it's a lot of fun doing this thing out here. So, What's so cool worthwhile, is worthwhile we're making the trip.
1: Every time that pop comes up, especially the first couple of the trip, everybody goes, "Oh, wow, you know, that that's a cool time right then and there. That's a great experience and that's what it's all about, getting out there having a great time." And especially when you can get on board the California 1 or the California Dawn 2 and have an absolutely spectacular time on the water. James give them all the hookup information they need so they can climb on board.
3: Sure, the number here, 510-417-5557, or reach us on the web, californiadon.com. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram, California Dawn Sport Fishing. Every day, seven days a week, we're laying up reports, posts, pictures of what's going on out here.
1: And there's some great stuff going on. He just sent me some photos this morning, too, folks. Check it all out, make your reservation, and don't miss out on this great crab season we've got right now. The advantage right now is the commercial season isn't going to open up until sometime in early December, maybe even later, as long as those whales are out there. But right now, the sport fishermen, us anglers, it's our opportunity to get out there all by our lonesome and have a great, great crab and rock and cod trip. James, thanks for hooking up with us and sharing with our listeners. We'll talk to you again next week, my friend. Thanks guys. Have a great rest of the show. Yeah, and that address is seven two seven seven. I'll get. I'll email it to you. Right? He knows the way. I'll
3: be right. I'll be right over. Don't worry. I'm
1: sure that I'll be waiting at the door. I'll see you then. Just hang out there. I'll be
3: there. Yeah, I'm (laughs) sure
1: that one. All right. What a great guy. He always does come through with some spectacular stuff. We never told him that we had to bail him out. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We never. We never stood him up then, sap. We're always there for him. That's right. Yeah, especially when the ties went around his drive. Allegedly
2: had to bail him out. You know, well, yeah. <laughs> James doesn't get bailed out.
4: <laughs> Such a good dude.
1: He, he is, it's a, it is a great he ride. Is so much and fun a,
2: because it's you know he'll be he'll be on the he'll be on a call you know a month from now talking about something else that he's so passionately doing uh, on one of the boats you know whether it's tuna or halibut or lingcod or rock con. He's
1: certainly passionate about it. But the thing that I really see in James. He makes everybody on board that boat feel like they've been friends forever. Yeah. He walks around there talking to every one of them, working with them, cajoling with them, having a great time. And that's the mark of a
2: good captain. It is. You know, a month ago he was on here talking about catching bluefin tuna with inside of the Golden Gate.
1: Yeah. And and then he'll be fighting sea bass. Yeah. And then he'll be long-ranging it on
2: his weekend off going
1: down for tuna down south. That's a sportsman. You want to
2: get on board with that guy for sure.
1: It's a legend in the family with three generations out there banging the water right now. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, get out there and get on board one of the boats, folks, whether you're the California Dawn one or two or your favorite. Get out and have a blast. We'll be checking in with Bodega Bay right after this quick break. Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else?
0: Duckworth Boats. Hand built by highly trained, skilled boat builders with pride, precision, and craftsmanship. With models from 18 to 40 feet. Designed for both fresh and saltwater activities. Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the entire line of Duckworth Boats. From outboard tillers to jets and inboards the advantage navigator pacific navigator pacific pro and offshore series exemplify duckworth's attention to details gone fish and marines trained sales staff will help get the duckworth boat you need with the right power performance and accessories no other boat compares be part of the legacy join the family of proud duckworth owners learn more at gone fish and marine in dixon gfmarine.com or duckworthboats.com
5: More California sportsmen
1: with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and I'm going to take you now to Bodega Bay. That's right, one of the most beautiful places there is along our coast. Let's climb on board the new Sea Angler with Captain Rick Powers right now. Good morning, Captain. Hey, Rick. Good morning, there you are. I'm here. I got you now, partner. I'm here. Hey, Rick. What's been going on up in your neck of the woods with the crab action as well as the rock and ling cod? Uh-oh. He's coming and he's going, folks. That's just the way it works right now. Bodega Bay phone today?
2: Yeah, it's a bodega. He's Bay. probably pushed off the dock by now.
1: If he's not, that's up close to the dock isn't always a good spot. Chris, see if you can uh, get him up again. But I talked to him yesterday and they're still, they're getting beautiful crab up there. Just exactly mm-hmm. what James said. They're a little bit north, obviously about 40 miles away. And then kind area.
2: of a bonus too. They're doing the, the, the bottom fish and, and uh, rock cut stuff too.
1: That's right, and he's got just nonstop spots that he hits all over the place. Here he comes right now. Go ahead and pick him up for me, Chris. And Rick is back. Are you with me now, Rick?
6: I'm there. I'm here.
1: (laughs) All right, we got you now. Hey, I was just telling everybody about the great rock and ling caught action you have up there, too, but tell our listeners what's going on with crab. What are you experiencing up up there in Bodega?
6: Wide open crab, Seth. I can't say enough about what's going on here. The last three days, we've been in by noon with 300 crabs, 300 rockfish. We're catching a few cod. It's been absolutely red hot. And the good thing is short runs, big crabs, and lots of them. Uh, we never missed last year. We haven't missed yet this year. So um, it's been <laughs> as good as it gets.
1: Is it ridiculously good, or is this just a phenomenal season? But compared to last year or maybe that big year we had four or five years ago, how is it stacking up to those?
6: Well, you know, we never missed last year. We got on him opening day last year with these hoops.
2: Uh-oh. He's uh, mysteriously lost him. again. He's, he's drifting
1: around out there. Yes. But as you heard with us talking to James earlier today, the hoops do work well, and Rick has jumped right on them too. Another one of the guys that's a pioneer back there, when it comes to saltwater fishing, this guy has been down there for probably forty years of yeah. experience. He knows every spot. Oh, well, he is every Bodega Bay. Problem. You know the the Absolutely.
2: restaurant. The he's got so much stuff going on. Absolutely.
1: And yeah, if you want great fish and chips, just stop
2: in at the fish and chips place up on the corner. Up on the corner. Up on the hill. Yeah, exactly right. Well,
1: we're gonna go ahead and skip on past it right now. It's just too much to try to deal with it right now, so. I think what we're going to do is scoot on over to our good friend Captain Zach Medinas right now. And Zach is out in the Delta with a, he's, well, not that one, Seth, this one. Zach has got some interesting people on board that are all probably better sturgeon fishermen than he. Let's check in with Gatecrashers Fishing Adventures, Captain Zach Medinas on his Ladies' Day sturgeon trip. Good morning, Captain.
7: Hey, good morning, guys. How are you?
1: Are you wearing a dress, too?
7: Ah, that's I, my eyelashes are curled and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm fl- ready to go I'm sure
2: leggings them, and purple Uggs I'm sure they'll be <laughs> sitting you down doing
1: all kinds of things later on today <laughs> who all have you got on board today I hear you got a lot of local lady deckhands aboard
7: yeah I got Jessie she helps out on the salty lady I've got Annie in the get- she helps out with uh, gather sport fishing and of course I got Virginia and I got Two ladies that I don't know yet, but I'm going to meet them today. And and they're one of them's a, I think a second or third generation commercial fisherman. So, yeah, I've got a pretty pretty talented crew today. We'll see what we can do.
1: Yeah, the captain's got to act like a pro today with all those assistants on board, doesn't he?
7: No, no, I I get to turn a lot over to them, so I. My expectations are flipped right back at them, so I'm hoping they can, uh,
1: make my day real easy. Well, your co-captain there, Virginia Salvador, is a great asset to have on board. I'm sure she can take over and you can take a nap.
7: No, that's, that's definitely true. You know, that's what we've worked on over the years and, uh, yeah, I could drop dead tomorrow and she could, <laughs> she could run that boat and. And keep shooting on par keep catching those fish for sure
1: well tell our listeners what's been going on as far as sturgeon act there i understand the bite has been pretty consistent for guys and the fishers still in typical spots right now
7: yeah we got some rain and that was a big game changer you know we usually have a pattern where the fish will be up in the pittsburgh area in the early part of the season then when we get rain they get pushed down and the guys down there in Martinez, right along the bridge, uh, they don't have far to go now. You know, they just, right, right on the other side of the bridge, right where the Glomar used to be, they, they've got really good fishing there right now.
1: Boy, that's where I fished all my life, all the time, out by the side of that, and that big sandbar that was out there. We used to go back and forth through there over that sandbar and get stuck so many times it wasn't even funny. See, we didn't have locators when I was a kid. We had flashers. I wonder what that big flash is two feet under the boat. Thud as your boat stops cold. Zach, <laughs> are you, are you fishing deep? Are you fishing shallow? Is it, I saw there's a full moon out there. Is that having an impact on your action?
7: You know, I, I, you know, we basically have been mixing it up and doing a little bit of both and, I've been finding some real good success just getting away from everybody, you know. And it's funny, you know, you mentioned that I was—I had a real seasoned group of guys, a bunch of retirees, and they were talking about the days without GPS and using, you know, triangulating areas. That you know, he was teaching my young deckhand how you look at this, look to your right, look to your left, and that's that's where it is, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I mean, we're yeah, we're, that's we're that's at
1: least that accurate. Attitude. That's at least accurate within a thousand yards, probably too. <laughs> right those are the bad old days yeah yeah god forbid that truck you're using to triangulate moves right right but uh, yeah
7: no it's been it's been really good fishing we had a triple yesterday and uh had a grandfather and and his uh son and grandson who's going into the air force three three two veterans and one that's uh soon to be a veteran and uh yeah great great group of guys good family they had a triple they caught a big oversized flew out of the water right next to the boat. I I just started putting a little bit up on my social media, but I'll be off on Monday, so I'll get a chance to put a lot of that content up then if people want to look at it.
1: Well, typically this is the season that everybody starts getting into a lot of sturgeon action as the water gets a little murky and more and more flows are coming down the system. But you guys have proven that year-round sturgeon fishing can be had, and there's no doubt about the efficiency of it. What seems to be your best offerings right now?
7: you know if you if you have some eel you know or if you go to some of these places on the outskirts that still might have a few buried down at the bottom of the freezer you know the eel works really good uh salmon roe works great as well and you know october november that's the best two months for uh for this fall striped bass in the delta so if you got go shrimp on or some type of shrimp you know you might get a limited bass and you might catch a few sturgeons so it's all pretty much
1: working are you getting any of these stripers mixed in uh, on strikes with the uh, sturgeon right there off the bottom too
7: yeah we, we we pulled in a nice one just in that area we were talking about by the glomar uh nice eating size i think it was 20 25 inches and uh, caught another one that was 22 so anytime i'm catching them and i'm catching them on eggs uh, the guys that are actually targeting them, whether they're bullheads, mudsuckers, or shad, or whatever, they're going to do really well.
1: Well, I'm sure you know where Dorillo's Boat Harbor is over there in Crockett. And uh, that was one of my hangouts as a kid. Our parents would take us over there. Let's talk about child abandonment at 5 years old, <laughs> 10 years old. They would dump us 20 miles away from our home and then come back and get us 8 hours later and we'd be sitting there thinking, boy, those french fries we ate at lunch sure went away. I'm starving to death, but this fishing is fun. And we're catching for 12- and 14-inch stripers off a dock having the time of our lives.
7: Yeah, no, I, I was talking about that the other day with some people. And, you know, your folks dropped you off somewhere. Hey, I'm going to pick you up at 5 o'clock right by that big oak tree. but. You know, in between
1: then and then,
7: (laughs) you're on your own, man. You had to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I learned how to fish all day
1: from that. I learned that my mother and my father would both go into the bar at Derilio's and give the guy a couple of dollars (laughs) to keep an eye on us out there just on the side. But they never told us that.
2: You realize yeah. that I would do the same thing to you today. I would drop you off at the dock and leave you there until you I'll pick you up at five. There's probably about 15 guys
1: that would do that and they'd forget their watch and they'd forget five o'clock. Exactly right. So you, you know,
2: your parents had a lot in common with a lot of us. So. I'm certain they did. <laughs> Except my dad had a,
1: my dad had a belt and a pair of wingtip shoes to die for.
7: It. <laughs> Zach. Yeah, ask- my dad. Go ahead. My dad had a hand. that My dad had a hand that could. Big Portuguese guy had a hand that could palm a basketball. When that thing hit you, it, it, it left a mark. Man. So, you know. Yeah, I listened to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. You pay quick attention when you find out what pain is all about. But in today's world, <laughs> they don't do that. They. Everyone gets a trophy. Everyone should. Go. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you've yeah. got six trophies for everybody on board today. Zach, sturgeon fishing is a blast out there, folks. If you haven't caught one of these big prehistoric fish yet. It's a great feeling. The only feeling better than catching it is watching it swim away when you let it go. Zach, give them all the hookup info they need.
7: Yeah, you want to come out and catch some sturgeon with a guy that's been doing it for a really long time, knows the delta very well, come out and fish with us. You can get a hold of us at 925-497-7171. You want to go online, gatecrasherfishing.com, and you can also follow our results on Instagram and Facebook, where we put up all the content we're talking about, no fish stories. You can see it all right there.
1: Well, his dad might have had a big hand, folks, but his instructor, Mr. Rich Tipton, Captain Rich Tipton, taught him well. He's one of the best sturgeon fishermen out there. Zach, have a great day with the ladies. I hope you guys catch some hogs, and if you do get into something, give us a shout back. Let us know what's going on.
7: Amen, and thanks for having me on the show.
1: Captain Zach Medinas with Gate Crasher Fishing Adventures. Make sure you climb on board the first opportunity you have. Quick break right now. When we come back, it's RVs and destinations. And then we're going to talk to the winner of the Virgil's Big Striper Derby, Jim Gilley. Everybody around Vacaville calls him coach. He'll tell you all about this big monster striper he landed. Northern
5: California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at BodegaTackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish.
8: allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate in high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lawrence.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Brad's. Sight, sit have a fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman-tested and fish-approved.
1: He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it, so I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
8: It's time for RVing and Destination, sponsored by Manteca Trailer & Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer & Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and- and service excellence. They offer customers great value in pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of Awards, Bantica Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sep with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing.
1: Here's one for you. Getting ready to hit the road this weekend? Well, if you're a seasoned traveler, your RV already has the tools on board to handle most emergencies, like pliers, wrenches, duct tape, all the essentials. But you still need to double check on things like flashlights, lanterns. Do the batteries need changing? Do you have extra batteries on board? How about your first aid kit? Did you replace the bandages you used on your last trip? Have you got plenty of gauze and sterile material? Have you got plenty of sunblock, lotions, bug bite remedies, sunglasses? Is there enough toilet paper on board, for God's sakes? Bags for garbage and trash? How about road flares? Check the generator and fuel. You'll certainly need windshield cleaner. That's the way it is. It's just like being at a home. You're just on your home on the road. Think things through and plan your meals plus snacks that you need, especially if you're going to stay in a semi-secluded location, not close to a general store. This is important if you're planning on spending longer or more than just a weekend trip. You can restock on the road, but you'll need to locate a major grocery outlet with parking spaces that can accommodate your RV rig. And while you're thinking meals, be sure to turn on the RV refrigerator a day or two before you leave so it will be cold and ready to go when you are. Besides thinking through your meals, think about other supplies you might need too, like cool weather gear, extra blankets, dish soap, cleanser, laundry detergent, plus games, decks of cards and books. It might rain, you might not have internet, and the TV might not always work. Be sure to check out your travel apps covering your destination. They can help you make your plans, locate campgrounds and RV parks, and put you on the right roads to travel and more. So your RV becomes more and more like a home the more you travel in it. It's a wonderful way to get out and enjoy the outdoors. And the more you go, the more efficient you become. And with a checkoff list, you'll be pretty calm and heading out on your next adventure. Enjoy yourself
8: further, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, catering to sportsmen around the West.
9: We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca!
5: And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson.
1: Hey, you know, many, many years ago, I received uh, my first boat from Jetcraft. Uh, It was just an absolutely shocking experience. They said, we're going to bring you down a boat to use. Yeah, right. Uh Marilyn said, I'll believe it when I see it. One day, Bruce Wasson, the president of the Jetcraft boat, drove up in front of the house and left that boat off for me and drove off. I couldn't believe it. It was quite a feeling. It was about 25, 30 years ago or longer, and I know where that boat is right now. That boat is sitting over in Vacaville at a friend of mine's house by the name of Jim Gilly. I get a message from Virgil's Tackle Shop just a couple of days ago. It says, by the way, first day your friend and ours caught the biggest striped bass we've seen in a long time. 37.5 pounds and 45 inches long. The winner of the Virgil's Striper Derby, Mr. Jim Gilly, joins us live. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, good morning. Congratulations to you, for starters. I'm sure that uh, the ego got inflated and all your buddies are just jealous as hell right now.
10: And that's the part that
1: counts. <laughs> by
10: the way, by the way, 27 years I've had that boat. It's an excellent
1: boat. I know. I. It's been many, many years, that's for sure. And uh, if one thing, Jim, we, and I see them every couple of weeks, by the way. It's not like we're strangers. Um <laughs> I go over there and I look, there's my old boat sitting there, and he still talks about the quality and the welds and the way it was put together and built and everything. Quite a nice boat, and it's lasted you that long. Excellent, excellent boat. Yeah. Well, did that boat drive you over to the spot where you were able to get this big striper, or did somebody else yeah, it, take you there?
10: Oh, no, oh, no. I It, it was always in my boat. We'd, uh, winter's been, the first, second, and third fish has been caught a couple of times in my boat, but never by me. But uh, that's the first time for me, so it's yeah, it's an excellent boat.
1: Jim, I've known you for many years, well over 30 probably now, and one of the things that I do know is you live out in the Sassoon Cut area and that whole area of the bay. Why do you hang out there so often?
10: Uh, I know it. I can go out there day and night. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. And, and the weather, even if the wind comes up, you've got somewhere to tuck in, and there's plenty of fish in there,
1: plenty. Well, let's let's talk about the day you hooked that little devil up. What were you using out there? How did your day start? I imagine trying to catch some bait would be a good start to a day.
10: Oh, yeah. We spent about three hours trying to catch bait. And had one one live one and missed a couple. Uh, and I get a nervous wreck when I'm bait fishing. It's almost more important than fishing. But And after, you know, a buddy of mine came in with it He'd caught, he'd fished the night before and had a dead one that he'd caught three fish on. So we took it. And, and I said, well, let's go. We better get these things in the water. And out we went. And we put them in. And on the incoming tide, and after about, oh, a couple hours, uh, the dead bait took off again. And I said, boy, look at that dead thing swim. And my buddy Bruce Johnson <laughs> got an 18-pounder. Yeah, it was a nice fish.
1: Well, you get an 18 yeah. before, that's got to be like, wow, there's our big fish for the day. It's over. <laughs>
10: Yeah, because we usually fish at night. That's the first year we've fished only during the day because he had a hip replaced and he needs another one, and I've got this sciatica playing games with me, so I said, you know what, I don't need to be that uncomfortable and, you know, all that kind of stuff at nighttime. Even though it's a piece of cake, I've done it for years, so. But, uh, yeah, so we fished during the day this year. This yeah. is
1: This is starting to sound like another episode of the Golden Girls, like the one we had up at Pyramid Lake a couple of days ago. You know, you get a bunch of old codgers out there fishing, and we are old codgers at our age. But what a great experience, Jim. I know you had – who else was on board with you?
10: I had Bruce Johnson. Bruce Johnson, a buddy of mine. We've fished the last five, six, seven years or whatever it was together. And, uh, yeah, like I said, he picked up an 18, and then I caught that one on the elgo uh, but it was good. It
1: was real good. You can catch uh, live bait out there in the Delta, folks, and turn around and use it for bait to catch the stripers. A lot of guys use bluegills. Some guy use crappie for them. You can use split tails. You can use all kinds of stuff. The bottom line here is the right place at the right time. Jim, are you fishing holes or were you fishing shallows?
10: Uh, no, we we fish both. On the income, I fish in the shallows, and uh, out go we fished. We were in 15 feet of water, so it's not real deep, but you know, on the income, we're fishing in you know, six, seven feet of water, you know, and and then the outgoing, I go to a spot where we got uh, between 14 and 16, 17 feet of water.
1: Well, I I know exactly what happens when you hang a big fish. You stick it and you go, oh, this is a nice one. But how did you feel the first glance you had of that fish rolling in the water? Actually,
10: at first I, I was worried, hoping it would not a sturgeon because it was pretty heavy.
1: <laughs> and then, now like I
10: said, it swirled and we still didn't get it. Look, and I could see the squirrel a long ways away from my line. I thought,
1: holy mackerel. And then it came up, and I said, holy
10: mackerel. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a nice-sized uh, fish.
10: It a, oh, it was a dandy. Yeah, it was. It was a good
1: one. Did you sit there and continue fishing, or did you pick up the anchor and haul butt back into Virgil's?
10: We fished probably for about another 15 or 20 minutes and just kept looking at each other and said, you know what? Let's saddle. Up. Well, the wind was starting to come up. We were fishing the outgo, so you're going to be, and we were in an exposed area. So I said, you know, we're just going to fight this wind.
1: Let's saddle up. And Besides that, my
10: smile went from here to here. So <laughs> yeah, it's going,
1: to, it's going to be hard yeah, to it's going to be hard to wipe that smile off your face. I'm certain. Oh, yeah, I got
10: about 350 more days I can smile, and then we can do it again or whatever. But at least I
1: got it, you know. Absolutely. So it was a good deal. Well, Jim, congratulations on catching the uh, biggest striper in the Virgil Striper Derby this year. Eric was really proud when he called us up, sent us over text with all the information on it. So, folks, if you have the opportunity, stop by Virgil's right there in Sassoon City. They got all the bait you'll ever need and everything else in there, including those adult beverages and ice and all kinds of stuff that you need anytime you're going out on a hunt like Jim and his buddies did. Jim, thanks again for joining us today on the show. And more importantly, thanks for taking good care of that boat and for showing people how they can truly put time in and end up catching the fish of their dreams because you just did it.
10: And I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, Thank Jim, you. you have a good
1: one. And you by mind. the way, all you folks out there that don't know who the hell Jim Gilly is in Vacaville, that's Coach, in case you didn't know.
2: Jim? Yeah. And yeah. if you don't know his striper, you can look at our uh, oh, California no, that's Sportsman right. Facebook go page. Go to
1: California Sportsman Facebook page right now. You'll see Jim standing there with his monster fish. Absolutely. Hanging, hanging right there at Virgil's. Jim, thanks a lot, bud. You have a good one. And uh, let me know when you're going again. I'd like to go catch a 30, 35, 40-pounder myself. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. eh? We can do that easily on one day trip, I'm sure. Have a great one, Jim, and congratulations again. You know, he's a great guy. He was a teacher there in Vacaville, and i got to tell you, he is a dedicated striper fisherman, no question about it.
11: Fishing is fine, but hooking is the only way.
1: We're going to show you how to catch some fish today. Well, that sound can only mean one thing. The man himself, the rod father, Mr. Alan Fong, joins us live. Good morning, Alan morning how are you guys doing hey we're doing fine how was your deer hunt
6: yeah it was fun uh you know always have a good time up there visiting ralph and he's got amazing ranch you know there's a lot of 200 200 class deer up there and it's just fun to watch them
1: well he went back to yeah. tech he went back to texas and got on a private ranch back there and had a wonderful hunt like he does just about every single year are you
2: back home now yeah,
1: I'm back. I I go there every year to visit him. You know, he's got um
2: he,
6: you know, he's from here. Can yeah. you know him? And, yeah, yeah. You know, you know how he does everything. He does it first class and he's the first guy to ever uh get a white-tailed deer over 250. And that was probably about 8 years ago and he's got a beautiful ranch there and there's a lot of deer on it, but some days, you know, we didn't even see him. It's like, you know, even though it's high fence, but Texas, 97% of the land is owned by the people, so there's fences
1: everywhere. But it's an amazing state. Well, There's no doubt about it. Some great opportunities back there. People have created fantastic hunting without question. And uh some of the most uh, exciting, I'm surprised you haven't tried it yet, is the helicopter for hogs. I might get seasick. You might get airsick. <laughs> might be a better way to put it. Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Me and a Thompson submachine gun from a helicopter helping them eradicate pig populations might be a thing of the past. (laughs) But you know, just a couple of weeks ago, you had on uh, your YouTube channel. You did a thing on the 3D crappie fishing. Very informative. Opened my eyes. Showed me how to really work things. Telling me how to use the locator when there's fish are out to the side. Remember, they can be out 60 feet, but. You came back and did another follow-up on that with 2D for crappie fishing that came out this week. I did. The first one I
6: did, I used all the high-tech stuff, you know, and it makes it so much easier. I could see them. You know, I could spot the trees, you know, 150, 200 feet away from me, mark it, and go over there, drop the live down there, and actually see the tree and the fish. See my lure go down, see it disappear. And then, you know, a lot of guys would get on there and say, well, you know, I don't have $15,000 in electronics, which it is expensive. But, you know what, so I turned around the next week, and I did it with basic 2D sonar. I used to use flashers and then paper graph, and then, you know, is it all, you know, to the technology it is today. But I did it with 2D, and I showed them how to do it. It just takes longer to locate them. Back that guy, Ralph, back in Texas, you know, we fished. I went there, white bass and crappie, and he's still old school, so he does it with 2D, and he drops the buoy, goes around and drops another buoy just until he could narrow it down there, you know, where you're right on top of the tree. And I told him with my live, Ralph, I've been fishing a half hour ago.
1: <laughs> That's, <laughs> one That's one the of the – b- technology makes a huge difference. There's no doubt about it. Well, oh, yes, it does, but you still can do it with the old stuff. Well, you showed how easy it is. You just don't look for the fish swimming around as much. You look more for your structure and your bottom structure. And then probably the key point is what level the thermocline is at, where they're hanging, and then finding the edge of the thermocline where it comes near structure or ground, right? Yeah. You don't
6: have to have a unit that strong to pick up the thermocline because sometimes it's really hard to see. You just turn it on and get in deep water and look where all the fish are. Could yeah. be carp.
1: You know, fish to be, in the old you know. days, they used to say, well, what do you have to do to turn it up so you can see the thermocline? And I'm thinking, you don't care where the thermocline is. You want to know where the fish are. Turn on your unit. Where you see the fish is the thermocline. That's where they're hanging. Yeah. It's right, The thermocline will be right below them, I guarantee you. Absolutely. So just put it in there, folks, and it, it, it will work. Now, Alan, you were using a lot of the really small lures and stuff for them. The, uh, you were I don't know, what did you have, a, a split tail well, on we, there? Was that Strike King?
6: No, a lot of them, you know, we're using two-inch baits, and uh, I use a lot of Strike King crappie jigs and high techs. We switch up because a lot of times the crappie will quit biting, and then you switch up, and then you start catching them again. But, you know, they're big there. I mean, a small one would be like three-quarters to a pound. The big ones are over two pounds.
1: Yeah. I used to fish under the docks there with uh, Claude Davis. Uh, He taught me a lot of stories about how to fish for crappie. He taught me a great deal. But more importantly, we were getting like three-quarters of pounders down there. But you get out in the main body of the lake, and you can be trolling for trout. Or kokanee. Okay. And you can hang about a two pound crappie out there, and the reason for that is yep. you're going over the top of those trees that Alan's been talking about.
6: Yeah. So I just went out there, turned that side imaging on and located them and start catching the heck out of them. And we're out in Timbuk too. you know. There's you know, people can look and watch the video all they want, but to go find it if you don't have the right electronics or know how,
1: good luck. Well, there's one little scene there where you're doing a talking to that's got a big tower in the background on the hill that kind of gives it away. But my guess is you weren't fishing there. You stopped there later on, on your way back in, to do that recording. Eh, I could have. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I went over there to look, you
6: know, because those, those marinas in the past have been deadly. But the water's water's so shallow right now, those marinas are... Really out of play. It was only 15 feet deep and normally I'm in
1: there in 35, 40. Yeah. And you see how many fish are down oh. there. The fish are everywhere in there. Are a lot of small bass, probably a lot of carp in there too. Bluegill, sunfish, everything yeah. else milling around. There's so many boat dogs in Markley Cove right now and it is shallow that it's just a, it's like a nursery out there and you can fish the fringe of it. You know, a lot of people start fishing before they even get to the five mile an hour buoy. That's what I used to do. Get the Go lines ahead. down and get started, man. Yeah, you can. And
6: I'm sure there's a bunch of, you know, crappie under those docks that now at Markley, there's so many docks. And, you know, those fish only like certain areas. So, you know, you might spend a half a day
1: just searching the dock. Well, and you see the size of the minnows. My goodness, some of those minnows are three, four inches long right now that are swimming around. You wonder how some of these crappie can get them down. Oh,
6: yeah. We we're When we were crappie fishing the other day, I saw the grease start moving towards me on this one break, so I just picked up a spoon and three casts, three bats. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. It's a good fishery right now, and it's probably going to get a little bit better. We'll find out. That's for sure. Well, folks, if you haven't checked out Alan Fong Outdoors on YouTube, you need to be checking it out. Check out especially the 2D for crappie that he just did this week, and he's got his latest fishing report after that. Mondays, he's got all kinds of tips, techniques, and usually from a location. And on Wednesdays, he's got a full-fledged fishing report to give you the weekend Nobody's going to be fresher with information than Alan Fong's report, except us, because we're talking to you on the weekend. (laughs) Alan, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on the show regularly with us, and we look forward to you coming again next week. All right. See you later. You have a great one. Alan Fong with Fisherman's Warehouse Stores, our Rodfather, and Alan Fong Outdoors. Make sure you get a subscription to it. It's free. Really easy to do. Check it out. Hit the subscribe button. It'll be waiting for you every single week, twice a week. Thanks, Al. We'll talk to you again soon. Let's take a quick break right now. When we get back from this, Mr. Mike Ogden, He's got everything you need to know about saltwater, crabs, rock and ling, and where the hell the salmon are.
0: Join Gate Crasher Fishing and Captain Zach Medinas for an epic fishing adventure on California's Delta, San Francisco Bay, or Out the Gate. For professionalism and great service, join Gate Crasher Fishing for an impressive trip that will keep you returning season after season, no matter what species you pursue. Captain Zack believes in the tradition of harvesting sustainable fish, such as king salmon, rock cod, halibut, and striped bass, seasonally, and also fishes white sturgeon. Great for corporate team building, family recreation, or friends just having fun. Book now for the trip of your lifetime. Call Gate Crasher Fishing, 925 497 7171 and learn more at GateCrasherFishing.com. Come on out and experience our difference. Hook up. Since
5: 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? For
12: high-thrust power, performance, and portability, pick up the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Its streamlined design is up to 12% lighter than previous high-thrust models. Still, it delivers up to twice the thrust of comparable two-strokes. It's the perfect kicker and a great choice for sailboats, boats, or deep Vs. Any small craft that begs maximum muscle in an efficient lightweight package needs the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Pick one up at Bucks Outport, 2750 47th Ave. in Sacramento. operated for over 50 years, Bucks carries the full line of Yamaha parts and accessories and has service you can count on. Bucks Outboard, the sportsman's choice. 916-428-3917 or BucksOutboard.com.
13: Hi, Lenny
11: Lapita here for Bucks Outboard. I'm inviting you to come down and check out our full line of Yamaha Outboards. Great deals going on right now. You can catch us on the web at www.bucksoutboard.com or give me a call at 916-428-3917. I'll be waiting for you.
10: There's, there's a
14: there's new a ghost, ghost in town. town. There's a
8: new Ghost in Town. Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghosted. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West. Del Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle. 916- 692-8520. is the leader of marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and three 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate in high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep-water performance.
0: Lowrance has it all.
8: Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, here's USAFishing.com's
12: Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report.
1: Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? And I just wanted you to know that thing you see out in front of you right now is called time. So go ahead. Tell us what the <laughs> you know heck what? is going on. <laughs> it's not often I get well, to you with that kind of time. No, it's not. Um I guess Kent
15: must be in the, the studio again today. Oh,
1: he is. He is. That's okay. We got Rick Powers on hold. I wanted to finish a conversation with him cuz I lost him earlier, but I'm sure you'll be filling in a lot of those blanks right now. Mike, uh, everybody seems to be having a great time catching crab and there's tons of white meat available out there too with the rock and ling action.
15: There is, and it's just the 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 weather yesterday. Oh my god, it was like like one of one of those rare winter days where it's just Laid out like a, like a dairy pond, slick, no wind, no swell, just a beautiful, beautiful time. I don't know about, uh, Rick's, uh, ling count, but lings were biting really well for us. Um, rockfish, the grabbing has been great for everybody. Everyone's getting easy limits of crabs and that's going to continue. For the listeners that don't know, we can't fish the, the pot gear right now because there's so many whales offshore. So we're fishing hoop gear. And you have to attend via hoop gear it has to be pulled no more than two hours apart what's really optimal is about 45 minutes to an hour if you're cycling through every one of your rings within that hour's time you're going to be seeing quality crabs it seems that on the longer soaks that the bigger crabs they jump in first they get first dibs and then they get out so about an hour soak time works really well if you're on a private boat and most party boats We put in just enough gear where it takes us about one hour to circle around and go through them. And we're seeing about, I want to say, um, around six, you know, sometimes more crabs, uh, depending on on the bottom. But we're getting limits fairly quickly. That leaves plenty of time to go chase rockfish and lean cod. Ricky loves to go south. Uh, He has a million honey holes down there. I mean, that guy... Is just uh, he's a he's a rock fishing machine, and he just knows every reef and bump um, on the Sonoma coast. And uh, us greenhorns that only have thirty years uh, experience, uh, we, we typically will go up north a lot of days. That's where uh, the the real magic was yesterday, uh, fishing around Arch Rock and stuff like that. So it's been been limits, and it's been really good, really good out the gate. Emeryville's been reporting limits of, of crabs. And rockfish in the Fairland Islands, Half Moon Bay, uh, same thing. And you uh, know well, my buddy Gary Blassie up in uh, Eureka, he's been pulling some nice uh, limits of, of crabs as, as well. So we have a lot of crabs on the coast, and it's going to stay this way until the whales disappear. And uh, Mr. Chuck Bonham, the director of uh, Fish and Wildlife, opens up crabbing to pot fishing for the commercial fleet. I don't think that's going to be until possibly after Christmas stuff
1: that there apparently there are a lot of whales hanging around is it the warm water fingers is it just ideal conditions what is it that's keeping them around so long it's
15: you know we're seeing a, a little global warming uh over the last four years we've seen a phenomenal new biomass of anchovies that have been holding off of our, our coast almost year round you get out to 30 to 50 fathoms Depending on the on the time of year, and there's just huge balls of the anchovies. Well, with, with all this feed, the whales are coming because the whales follow where the heaviest feed is. And on top of it, the whale population is building; they're getting bigger. You know, their numbers are getting stronger and stronger. And uh, unfortunately, some of these animals have been tangled in the commercial gear. The the commercial fleet got sued three years ago along with the uh, the estate um, and. It's really affecting the way that we can crab here in, in California. It does not affect, for some reason, it doesn't affect Oregon and Washington because the, the whales obviously don't go up there; they just stay in California. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, that's, that's what I hear. They're California whales, and they know where the borders there's,
15: are. There's a fence there, yeah, and uh, they don't, they don't, they don't cross it. But we're uh, we're anticipating a great season uh, on the Real Magic. Uh, Jeff and uh, Kim Berger, who have bought the boat. Uh, and, and I'm working with them to build up a, a, a great, fun couple out of the Sacramento area. They're, uh, the Real Magic is full for November, but there's lots of space in December. And uh, they also offer a few limited uh, evening trips. When the weather's calm and the boat is in early with, with limits, if you have at least four people, they can get you out for a crab-only trip in the afternoon. So don't be shy about calling if you're down in the Bodega Bay uh, area. Hey,
1: I got a quick question. Why do they call this weekend like the opening of combination season? Like um, crab combos and rockfish. We've been doing it all along, but it's like this is the big kickoff weekend for crab combos.
6: Well,
15: we used to open on the on the on the, the Saturday preceding the second Tuesday of November. So that could be it. We right. now open on the Saturday closest to November first, and that's why you've probably heard that. Maybe that's a yeah, it's, a, a, a holdover of the I'm sure it seasons, is. Yeah, the us asin- old guys, the asinine things that people come up with <laughs> to establish a season. It's the Saturday preceding the second Tuesday.
1: Yes, but it's also, but only from the fence post with barbed wire and the U.S. Forest Service sign to the restroom over at the far side of the field. That's the way it's laid out sometimes.
15: And and sport fishing right now is going to be your only way to get fresh local crab on your table for Thanksgiving or it looks like possibly even Christmas. So I would get your dates booked now because boats everywhere
1: are filling quickly. That's why we were dropping... Really subtle hints to James Smith. Those weren't to, that subtle. Wasn't like an
2: atom bomb, maybe. No, you were giving him your address and telling him what time we'd be standing out front of the house. Oh, that's right. That was kind of subtle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, don't see, be, I know Mr. Hey, Ogney also is a co-owner of one of these boats, right. and he doesn't dare come to my house without without crap. Yeah, there you have it. You got that, Mike? Oh, no, so, don't even so think shoot me. about coming. So shoot me. He almost so came. Me. He almost came by. What was it yesterday? You called me. You without were coming by. Without crab, and I think he doesn't have crab. He ain't stopping here. He's an intrusion right into my day. Now, if you had said, "Hey, Seth, I got a couple crab from Maryland here," I would have welcomed you in and fixed you a cocktail.
15: <laughs> well, next time, or guys, the, the, the two of you come down any We'll jump out in the afternoon and send you home, fat and happy, with a with a cooler full of uh, of uh, crabs. It's yeah. happening, and as so long as the weather is good. Limits are going to remain the norms up right through Christmas time is, is my belief. I don't see fish and wildlife opening up, uh, to, to pot fishing anytime soon.
1: There you have it folks from the guy that knows what's going on in saltwater, Mr. Mike Ogney. Mike, thanks for hooking up with us real quick. Give them the information number for real magic so they can get a hold of them and get a trip booked.
15: It's super simple. 707-875
1: boat we got to keep it simple. We're all fishermen. Mike, thanks for hooking up with us today. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, guys. Hey, you know how it works. There's a whole nother hour right around the corner here, and we're going to be kicking it off with Live in the Blind with Captain James Netzel. That's right. Somebody's got water. Hopefully, he's got ducks. We'll be checking in with him and a lot more guys on the water right after this quick break. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the
5: second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson.
0: Coming up next... Check them out on the web at QuailPoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin.
2: Good morning, sportsman. Quail Point's bird season is underway. We're planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesday through Sunday from eight to three through March. Come out and do some day shoots or purchase a bird card. Quail Point's a great place to bring the family. If you have young kids not ready to carry a shotgun, have them bring their BB gun and walk the field with you. It's a great way to work on gun safety, and it's way more fun than just walking. Take a break off and on, let them get some shots in, carry some birds in their vest, and get in on the action. If you have any questions, check out quailpoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217.
16: If you spend more time telling the one-that-got-away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new live series of fish finders are state of the art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location.
1: And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and it is a busy time out there. There is stuff going on everywhere, not to mention the great fishing opportunities, not to mention the hunting that's going on out there. Believe it or not, there's actually a duck season going on, but kind of.
2: <laughs> I've I heard there's a duck Well, season. the guys that have water supper shooting the heck out of them. They're doing really well. It's just our clubs are very limited this year. There's just not a lot of, A, there was a cutback in how much rice was planted, and then obviously if they don't plant, they don't put decomp water down. So it's, uh, it's limited. Well, you know, the pathway down to our neck
1: of the woods from the north is dry, is totally dry. We're, yeah. Tuley's closed. All these are closed. Yeah. And the shasta, something else I read is closed. Yeah. And,
2: the refuges have very little water. They're not going to open for a while. And just but where a do lot you of
1: see water, there are birds now. Yeah. Big time. A
2: lot of them are local birds. So it doesn't look like you're any well, huge flocks coming. Seeing some widgeon and, and, uh, Saw a lot through that storm earlier in the week. Um Heard a lot of birds at night, Um mainly geese, but heard a lot of birds at night. Well, let's go climb live
1: in the blind right now. Hopefully, that's where he's at with Captain James Netzel, Tight Lines Guide Service, out on a duck hunt this morning at his club. Good morning, James.
17: Good morning there, Seth. Yeah, I wish it was Tuesday. Tuesday was pretty phenomenal. We had three limits in a little bit over an hour.
1: Wow. Kind of nice. What's it looking like yeah. today out there?
17: Uh, a little bit slower. I'm, um, I'm with Ryan Hoskin of High Five Guide Service today. Uh, just no wind. Uh, I mean, we get, we got, what, five or six birds down. We should have about 20, but, uh, it was duck hunting.
1: <laughs> Is it the shooting capabilities or just, uh, gun shoot
17: straight uh,
2: every
1: time? I, so? I, I
17: brought my wrong shells. I brought my right handed shells and I, I, I need the left handed shells. That way I don't have to lead the
1: birds. <laughs> well, it, what is nice is that you're getting some birds. A lot, of, a lot of guys out there aren't getting anything at all. Are you still there? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm happy. They had a yeah. they had a widget come flying by. I think I, I heard think somebody so. say, "Well, James, uh, tell us where you're hiding at. What uh, area are you're working in the state?"
17: Uh, right now, and uh, then I'm, I'm right next to Gray Lodge, uh, right by the Underground Goose Storage or something like that. I'm not sure exactly where I'm. I just followed the GPS. All, All you know is do- I'm right next to gray lodge.
1: All you're doing is looking up into the air anyway. What the heck? Well, James, yeah. uh, I know you were doing a little uh, test day on Kings on Friday. How did that go Working the Sac Metro Kings?
17: Uh, it, 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 I got the results I expected not catching anything. Uh, there were maybe about a dozen boats out there. Water temperatures. Perfect. You know, 53 to 54 degrees. Uh, weeds are not a problem. Uh, there's just no flow, and the, the fish aren't hugging the bottom. They're still five feet off the bottom. Uh, you almost need downriggers to uh, get the accurate depth. But, uh, yeah, just you don't need to be, you know, if you're losing gear then uh, you're too fishing too deep, you actually need to be off the bottom. But uh, it's late fall season, so you never know when they're going to come up there. They should be here any time now, big, bright, clean fish, and it's probably going to be better than the fall run.
1: Well, the late fall run is always a bigger fish. There's no question about that. Everybody looks forward to it. I just hope that when they come racing through that they don't just blow past everything heading up. I'm just concerned about what happened to all these other fish. I'm sure some of them have died or some of them have just slowly rotted away holding in the system until it was uh, time for them to spawn. But I'm sure that enough of them have made it to our hatcheries right now or those numbers will be reached probably so we have adequate returns to the hatcheries. But you would think the action would be better even with these fish holding. Cause they shut down. They don't eat anymore once they enter the system. All their internal organs start to shrink. They don't even swallow at that point. They're just aggressively ticked off and wanting to go up there and breed. Are you seeing any type of jumping around or moving forward? Are these, are the fish moving at all or are they just plain sitting still?
17: Did I, the ones that I saw on my graph, uh, the few that I saw were definitely, there might have been one or two that I think were late falls, just by the, you, you can tell by the arch if it's a quick moving fish or if it's a fish just kind of sitting there. So, I mean, you, you, you know, my buddy was fishing from the shore down at Hood, and the water's so clear that he was able to see five or six swim by uh, with the clear water. That's the problem is they get that damn clear water. You almost need to drag your anchor for the first couple hours just to muddy the water up a little bit. Yeah. But, what do you-
1: yeah, what are you hearing on stripers, just real quick, what, on the uh, Delta Striper action?
17: Well, problem is the water temperature is low, uh, so the trolling bite is really slowed down. You got to use live bait, and it's four dollars a mud sucker, I can't afford to uh, go out there and do that. <laughs> it's too expensive for me.
1: So you only need what three, four dozen of them.
17: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah two hundred dollars worth of bait.
1: It gets a little pricey out there. Hopefully, that'll uh, get a little bit more under control when we see some more bait out there. And yeah. I know the important thing for you when I hear a call like His that guide is going. that is be to done get yet? your head down, get to your phone, and take care of business. But before you go, give them the phone number for Tight Lines Guide Service and your website so they can find out more about what you offer.
17: Yeah. We got, oh,
1: hold on. We got two coming in. Take them. Take them. Teal right above us. Let's see. uh, maybe too high.
2: Too high? But he got his head down. That's why we lost his phone. That's fine. Yeah. He's whistling.
1: Not hearing any shooting, though.
2: He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him either. You know that's the main thing. He's long legged. He's running across that pond trying to get that bird. Right. He's now. trying to chase a wounded. That's right.
1: He's playing dog this yeah, morning. Yeah, exactly. Just right. call him Lab. Yeah. That was James Netzel with Tide Lines Guide Service live in the blind today, having a pretty decent shoot. He's got five already, and some action still going on. Hey, it's about time for our gun owners of California, lucky
2: winner, and it eight, could eight, eight, it eight could eight, be. Eight it eight could many. be. Uh, 2022, 52 Guns at 52 Weeks raffle is winding down with just six more weeks, but tickets are available Ooh, for the 2023 52 Guns at 52 Weeks. They're uh, available through gun owners by giving them a call to the office at 916-984-1400 and you can get all your tickets for next year. They only cost $50 and that includes your membership to gun owners of California for a year.
1: 52 chances to win a
2: gun all year long for 50 bucks. 52 reasons to listen to us every Saturday. Uh, that's a fact. You it, might be the winner. If that's you don't right. listen, I'll keep it. That's right. We might not uh, we might tell you winner number 46 of the 2022 Gun Owners of California 52 guns, 52 weeks raffle. Ticket four hundred five, Lee Robb of Orangeville. Lee, you've got a Browning A five semi auto shotgun in Max five camo and twelve gauge. There's a turkey toy if That's I ever a heard of. Duck huh? guns, what that is right there. Uh, they'll be sending you down to do all the proper paperwork on your gun. Uh, make sure that you get your tickets to support gun owners of California. The, as America's oldest pro-gun political action committee. Hey, Ken,
1: how many of your buddies have called yet and said how many pheasant they've shot and how many dove they well, shot and how many turkey they shot in the fall?
2: You know, we should uh, let everybody know that are striper fishing and bass fishing and fishing on the Delta, that it is opening day of pheasant season and that there are You'd have a better chance of opening day of unicorn season anymore than a wild, <laughs> wild rooster pheasant. It Purple unicorn. Like. Yeah. But, uh, but a lot of folks still do hunt around the Delta. So if you're sitting there striper fishing, make yourself known. Uh, if you hear dogs and guys up on the levees and what have you, but yeah, it's a, uh, it, but fall season, you know, fall turkey, fall dove. I haven't seen a open. turkey. I
1: haven't heard any going to I roost. I saw turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a video. Did you post that on No, your, I didn't post
2: it. But yeah, 25 Kent's, of them walking yard. through my yard
1: in Roseville. Kim's yeah. front yard was inundated. By the way, the little spots you see on the stuff, don't step on them, you'll slide.
2: Yeah, right no, there. I saw that. But you know, they're they're uh, they just kind of cruise by the neighborhood it's once in a while. It's very
1: majestic and nice to have them cruise through. It's when they stop and stay for a long period yeah. of time they're no fun.
2: I don't you know, they can be hard. I could have pop through the sunroof on the tundra and got one.
1: <laughs> you could have <laughs> like reached, <a> <laughs> reached out the camo Camaro you were yeah. hiding in and grabbing him by the neck. That's how many of them are out there and that's what's going to happen in California with pigs before
2: we know it too. Yeah, they're, they're just, they're everywhere. They're all over town.
1: All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back from that, the man himself, Mr. Steve Carson, the director of Penn Fishing University has got everything you need to know about long range, short range and everything in between right after this.
14: Tidelines Guide Service and Captain James Netzel offers professionally guided trips from Sierra and Foothill Lakes to the Feather and Sacramento Rivers and the productive California Delta. Whether it's trolling a favorite lake for trout, kokanee, or landlocked salmon, or fighting a 50-pound king on the river, James Netzel and Tidelines Guide Service guarantee an enjoyable, comfortable one-on-one experience in one of his two fully rigged boats. A 22-foot Bolton Pro Ski Skiff that seats five for fishing lakes and a 23-foot Rogue Jet Chinook that can comfortably seat six. Used for the river and Delta Oh, Fish the peak times with one of the best. Folsom Lake Rainbows in January and February. Delta Stripers and Orville Kings from late February through May. Stampede and Lake Tahoe, Kokanee and Mackinac are targeted from April through September. Then, it's back to the Valley Rivers for the annual King Salmon Runs. Check out Fishtightlines.com or call toll free, 888-975-0990. Licensed, bonded, insured and permitted on all waters fish.
5: He's
14: a <laughs> Avoid the hassles. Go with tight lines guide service and share an enjoyable day on the water loaded with fun and memories with family or friends.
8: Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs and killer fish for salmon, trout and kokanee? How about Brad's crank baits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's wigglers when searching for bass on the bite. Find Brad's products including made in the USA terminal tackle at local retailers and check out Brad's killer fishing gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman-tested and fish-approved. fishing marine for boaters who settle for nothing but the best go boldly with mercury
1: i can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year teaching him about casting how to choose baits, set the hook and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket save the ones you love a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways
12: It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare, manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish-catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and saltwater pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention
1: and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, the director of Penn Fishing Universities, our own Steve Carson. Good morning, Senior Tuna. How are you today?
11: Well, I'm locked in the house. I've got uh the fog wire up, and I'm like uh, Charlton Heston in that movie Omega Man, Nobody's Coming In. Mr. COVID has got me again.
1: Well, oh, Steve, at our age, we don't need these kind of visits. No.
11: Oh man, I I I I'm taking the new stuff, uh the Levid, It's working, so uh you know, I'll be out of here in uh, no-time flat.
1: Well, that kind of screwed up your trip for next week, didn't it?
11: Yes, it did. Thanks for reminding
1: me. And where were you going to be going next week?
11: <laughs> I was going to go out for bluefin tuna uh with our friends on the Pacifica and of course I was just checking the bites so far this morning. Wide open. Uh, a little bit of weather came through, and, of course, it's late in the season, so not nearly as many boats are going out. But the ones that are going out are still catching them. Um, our friends on the Pacific Queen, and I'm not sure what time they started fishing this morning, probably around 2 a.m. Uh just kind of depends on exactly where they went. And, of course, they're not telling. But so far, they've got 34 bluefin tuna on the boat up to 100 pounds. So, hey, it's November. What, you know, what can you even say? The long range boats, you know, the boats that are going out for 8 to 10 days are certainly catching plenty of fish down there. That's a more traditional place to be at this time of year. Um, you know, the boats going down to the lower banks are getting some yellowfin up to 350 pounds. And, uh, you know, probably more significantly, they're getting a very good number of Wahoo, nice yellowtail, and mid sized tuna, just uh, just to fill out the limits. So hard to go wrong, just uh, the more time you have, uh, the longer you should go fishing and Sep, it's hard to believe that Christmas is
2: only about five weeks away.
1: No. So thanks for the reminder. Time to start buying so, Maryland stuff. So. Did
2: you get that job down at Bass Pro Shops working as an elf then?
11: Uh, one, uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I did, but they fired me when they found out I had COVID. Oh,
2: that, that's probably a good call. <laughs> <laughs> they said, we don't want you near anybody. No.
11: But, no. um, but you can safely, if you, if you want to wear a mask, you can, you can safely look me up on YouTube and the, the hot gift for the, for the, the tuna fishermen and really anybody that goes fishing for anything bigger than 50 pounds. And I don't mean in their heads. I mean, actually in the water, they should be looking at least at one of the new Penn Fathom two-speed, uh, lever drag reels, which are just now starting to arrive in stores. And I did a number of different videos, which can be safely viewed away from me, uh, uh, from the, uh, the ICAST show. And I was just checking to see what the, uh, the search words were on, on YouTube. Uh, if you want to see my uh, ICAST videos, it's Carson Pen Fathom 2022. And you'll see three or four different videos that I did, depending on how long you want to watch for, uh, regarding those. And just general bluefin tuna rigs, uh, not necessarily the newest, and that includes discussion of the Penn Internationals. Just put Carson Riggs Bluefin. And you'll see both short form and long form videos of just general uh, rod and reel recommendations for uh, bluefin tuna of different sizes. And that's the kind of that's a thing. The school of bluefin tuna that comes up under your boat on any given day or even given hour, they may be 15, 20 pounders and they may be 315 pounders. And you don't know till you get out there. And so that's why you need to have the five rigs that you don't leave the dock without and um they're just you know and, and by the way northern california ang- california anglers are not immune from bluefin tuna fever and that's like a whole nother thing
1: so it, it's already happened in some areas up here these oh guys, yeah these yeah. guys are going oh, you know we only had to go 15 miles last time but we went 60 miles out today and i'm thinking holy crap i'm not going 60 miles out for anything
10: well,
11: you know, see, if you came to San Diego, you could get on a nice bo- boat that would be like a hundred feet long, and you feel a little better about it.
1: Your water is about a hundred feet less rough than it is down he- up here, too. We've got different seas out here occasionally that uh, can talk to you when you're way, way out.
11: You, you are exactly right, but but I, I think that really the deal is the boats in San Diego are set up made for, for these longer trips
1: they're made They've for got, big huge you fishing know, platforms
11: and 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 god bless all the guys from James Smith to whoever up there as running live bait trips uh the typical even the small boats down here carry a couple hundred scoops of bait and the long range boats can carry a thousand scoops of bait and that's not that's not hyperbole i mean a thousand scoops of bait and that just makes a giant amount of difference in terms of how you can affect the school of, of tuna uh, and make them bite. A uh, school of migrating tuna has kind of got a mind of its own. and it wants to go where it wants to go. When you can start brailing live, live chum into the water, uh, you can make them change your mind and hang around the boat for a, a few minutes or a few hours and just turn turn a good catch into an outstanding catch. And sometimes it is that activity... Of the twenty thirty forty fifty pound tuna around the boat for a while that will catch the attention from a distance of the hundred hundred and fifty two hundred pounders and make them want to come up around the boat
1: well steve, with you so, missing with you missing this trip coming up uh, obviously with the bite very strong going on down there, what is your next date that you're heading out
11: well, I've got an eight day trip the first week of um what month will it be it'll be December.
1: Uh, You haven't got that long to wait to get back out there. You'll be all recovered and ready to roll.
11: Exactly. And uh, uh, exactly what we're going to do, impossible to say. Um, I'm just going to kind of hope for the standard eight-day itinerary, which is we will go down and either, whichever is biting best, either hit Alejos Rocks first and then check the ridge out or Go to the ridge first, and if it's not working, then you check Alios Rocks on the way out. The ridge is a very long spot; it's about 125 miles long. So you kind of run up and down it and try to figure out where the fish are, uh, one end or the other. It's, are
1: there going to be a lot? Of, would there be a lot of boats staggered along that stretch?
11: Uh, a lot is a relative term. Again, you're talking about oh, you know, over 100 miles, and there might be at that time of year three or four boats
1: total. That's nothing. You're by yourself. In other words, yeah. That's perfect setup. Well, Steve, it sounds like you might be missing a great trip here, but you got another one to follow up on it. And folks, if you haven't seen the five rigs that you need to carry, I'll post it for you. Steve sent it to me. We'll get it on the Facebook page, but I'm sure it's available on everything that Steve is posting for Penn, too.
11: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been pretty popular. Um, and uh, until the fish change the way that they're, that they're behaving and or the, uh, I suppose it's more likely in a real world that the big fish are going to go away and we'll be back to catching small and medium fish. But uh, as long as they're running in such a large range of sizes so regularly, it's not like a 200-pound fish is a dream that you'll, that you'll maybe see once in your life. They're common out there. And as long as the fish are running in the sizes that they are, um, with the frequency that they are, uh, again, have you ever – well, there's Kent Brown sitting right next to you catching a fish that the world record is 22 pounds, 4 or 5 ounces, depending on whose fish you want to count as the record. Four. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. And that's not counting the 25-1. I still count
2: um, Buck Perry's fish. Sorry. I don't know.
11: Oh, well, okay.
2: What was okay. Buck Perry's fish? 22-4. 22-4. Mm. Um. There's a fish from Japan. Does he, it's very does controversial. He
11: ever go, does he ever go out with f- only five rods? No. I'm suspecting he has a lot more than that.
1: Yeah, just like Senior Tuna. I was going to say something when you said, make sure you have the five, five rods that are needed. Well, apparently you're rigging up for six or seven people when you show up with a box full of rods yeah. and reels.
11: Yeah, well, there's needs and there's wants, and we all understand they're not the same. So we've got to start out with the needs. And yeah. – and, just like golf clubs. Now, Tiger Woods, with his broken leg and all, could beat any non-pro with a frying pan. But he always goes out with at least 14 clubs. You know why he goes out with
1: 14 clubs? Because they don't make 15?
11: That's, <laughs> that's the limit. And he'd carry more if he was allowed to by the rules.
1: There you have it, your golfing tip for the week from our long-range expert. Well, he wouldn't carry any of them. Somebody else would get paid to carry them. Yeah, well, that's right, another right. story. That's a fact. No <laughs> question about it. Well, Steve, I'm sorry you ended up with COVID and had to cancel your trip, but we look forward to your report on the next one that you take off on the first week. Hey, of look on the
2: bright side. You're
1: immune for sports show season. <laughs>
11: Uh You know, I actually am looking on the bright side, and you
5: are exactly correct. There
1: you go. And we will be talking. I'll be in contact with you about seminars and everything at the International Sportsman's Exposition this year. Steve's going to be back talking long-range, short-range, and as I always say, and everything in between. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us today. We appreciate it, and we'll look forward to hearing from you next week. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. Take care. Just a great guy. Such, such How knowledge. How do you get COVID when all you do is sit on a boat in the ocean? Uh, maybe it was the other guys on board the boat maybe with him so. in the ocean. Hey, speaking of boats in the ocean, let's go to one right now. Let's head up. Are you in Crescent City or are you in Brookings? I'll bet he's in Crescent City this morning. Let's go live to my good buddy for many, many years, Mr. Steve Huber with Steve Huber's Guide Service. Live, coming to us from, where the hell are you, Crescent City?
13: I'm at home. I'm at home. Good place to be <laughs> you right big now. big sissy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got, they got a little bit too big this morning. So. Oh, the little rollers out the gate, were there? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You hit 10 feet and you got a small craft advisor, it's time to stay home.
1: Yeah, it's probably a uh. good, clue, good clue to that. Now, did page clients, two of the captain's license yes. book. The question is, <laughs> did the customers call you or did you call the customers?
13: No, we already knew it. We already knew. We, we were watching it as it was coming up during the week, so... They were, they were, they, they were in the same boat we were. There, there's no sense on going out there and getting sick. So, we ran yesterday and, uh, broke the new Merks in and, uh, dropped the new crab rings and hoops and picked up a bunch of crab and, um, uh, you know, it's just, just getting started for the crabs.
1: Steve, you've got an absolutely silly opportunity up there. There are so many people that want to get out on the water in that area just to check out that area. But once they get on the water you've got a plethora of every type of species you can get your hands on there. Tell our listeners a little bit about the fishery that you that you're guiding in.
13: Yeah, so we uh, we had the opportunity of taking ten rockfish and two lingcod and cabazones mixed into the rockfish and uh we had got a great variety of blacks and blues, canaries, vermilions, um chinas, cooper coppers, browns um there's vermilions there's there's a lot of uh, variants and uh, we're going to see some changes come up and they're going to limit some of the colored fish but uh the black and blue opportunities up there is just you know it's you can fill your freezer and so right now we're running combo trips where you can take your 10 rockfish two ling cods and 10 crab home and uh that's pretty much gonna um, you know, supply you a pretty good set of meals there.
1: How's the crab crabbing action going to stack up up there?
13: Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, So the, the boats have been tucked in really tight because of the wind's been bad and the waves have been bad. But yesterday, the last two days have been really good out there. Um, you know, we're in about three weeks before the commercials will be in. Um, so we're able to take that bigger variety of crabs. So we're getting a lot of the commercial-grade crab out there. Um, you know, the only, you know, difference is, is these new rings are just a little bit different. you got to check them every two hours. Um, you know, the crab like to get in and get out of them. I sent my GoPro down in one of them in the shallow water. And, yeah, it's pretty interesting to watch them get into that thing. And Doesn't take just, them long.
1: Doesn't take them long to find it, does it?
13: No, it sure doesn't. You get some good stinky bait in there. We're using uh, octopus right now. And, and uh, squid and so uh once they get going uh they just keep coming man yeah octopus so, and
1: squid that probably is sat outside for four or five days probably is a pretty I good like bait.
13: the octopus, the octopus I, i'll let it get a little stinky but the squid we keep fresh so um it's frozen but um they do like it that scent seems to travel well and uh, some of the leftover tuna, albacore uh, heads and bellies and and stuff we uh, we fill those too, and um, just got to get a good mixture out there. And uh, we're running four rings right now, and that's just about enough, uh, enough to get the, the boat the limit. So, in a couple of trips.
1: Well, it, you've got the best of all the worlds going on up there, and then uh, you also run up and work out of Crescent City too during a certain time during the year too, right?
13: Yeah, I'm in mean, Crescent City right now, so Crescent City will stay open until the end of the month, uh, end of December, and then um, once these next set of storms come in, we'll run back and forth from the ocean boat to the river and start getting ready for one more push of salmon up to the Smith and the Checo, and then uh, then eventually turns over to Steelhead and uh, ocean boat will come out, and we'll be in the river until March, and then We'll flip back over and put the ocean boat back in and go back to work again. So we're pretty much concentrated all in Crescent City and uh, Brookings and fishing the rivers and the ocean right out in front.
1: Well, I know that you're looking forward to your opportunities to get back over on the Checo. This is the time of year that the big kings start coming in, too. There's going to be some great opportunities there, and uh, you're one of the few guys with permits on the Checo.
13: Yeah, we have one of the upper programs uh, to get up in the Wild and Scenic area, and so um, it's beautiful without no motors. Um, you know, it's uh, I think there we're down to, I think, twenty eight permits or 22 permits, depending on who you're talking to, but um, it's pretty limited, so it takes the, the the group and cuts it in half, and so... Um, until we get about halfway down to can kind you of use a motor on the drift boat? But I'm still from the old school. I still like to uh, put the oars out and go to work on the oars. Yeah, you know, I'd like so. you
1: to work the oars too. It's a lot better than me working <laughs> oars. That's for sure. We'd be yeah, going-
13: We're sitting in the new, we're sitting in the new boat and the new body is just absolutely crazy. We got a pizza oven in there and. <laughs> Two heaters and the door to step in, and he's roughing um, it, it's, folks. Made a, it's made a big difference in trying to get in the drift boat and only one for me.
1: only one pizza oven,
13: only one pizza oven, yeah, it's pretty cool, but yeah, well,
1: that doesn't show the fish like tell them what you got sitting on the dash that you're watching the fish with.
13: Oh, and the new boat we got, yeah, the new boat got brand new Berks, so uh they got broken in. we have the Lowrance sixteen inch uh the twelve inch with the autopilot just got put in, and then we got the seven inch in the back, so we uh we are fully rigged, we put a life raft on this year, um and it's It's fully functional to get out there and go everywhere. And yeah, we've taken it 50 miles offshore to go chase Albacore. So, um, it's very efficient and very clean running out there. Folks, if you want
1: to, if you want to head up, if you want to head up, folks, and have a great time in Brookings or Crescent City area, get a hold of Steve Huber, Steve Huber's guide service, true gentleman captain out there. He will show you the world and he'll show you how to catch all the fish under the water. Steve, give them the hookup information they need so they can find out more about you and book a trip with you.
13: Sure, you can reach me toll-free, 866-531-FISH. Check us out on the web at com and our Crescent City website is crescentcityfishing.com, and you know, Facebook and all the rest of it's works too so yep we try to post everything we can get uh not every fish goes on the website so um we still got to have a little bit of clean stuff but i guarantee you're going to come home with enough fish to eat
1: all right give me that phone number one more time 866-531-FISH steve you have a great one say hey to the bride and i'll talk to you again real soon
13: all right guys good talking to you have a great show steve
1: seph cut your own phone off that's not easy to do You turned your microphone off. You didn't hang up the line. Instead of hanging up
2: the line. Yeah, that's the way it works around here generally. I can uh, screw up everything. How long you been doing this radio show? uh,
1: About an hour and a half now. Okay. Hour 34 minutes plus 25. First time in a radio studio? 25 or 26 years on top of that. Intimidating. Hey, isn't it time for Get a Clue? Get me out of here.
0: Get a clue. you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue.
9: Hi, this is Marilyn. So, we got some weather this week. It wasn't a whole lot, but it did alter water levels in our lakes, reservoirs, and rivers. And that's a good thing. However, this change also created hazards and some dangerous conditions. Think about this as you launch your boat on a ramp that's shorter than the time yet you used it last. Concentrate and be careful. Keep a close eye on your locator and a sharp eye on what's ahead. Watch out for mounds and floating logs and debris as a rise in water level always releases stuff that's been lying along the shorelines. Plus, landmarks and familiar spots might appear different in higher water conditions. Wear a life jacket and make sure everyone in your boat wears one too. It might save your life. You know, speaking about life jackets, if you'd like a new one, a brand new life jacket... Here's your opportunity. We're going to give one away. It'll be with the fourth caller today. Call 1-800-920-1140. I got a free life jacket for you. If you've won recently, give somebody else a chance, okay? Hey, get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week.
0: You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville.
16: depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield.
3: I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget
13: my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
0: Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet. Internet where in the world with our new high-definition digital sound, California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting,
8: fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan.
4: Good morning, Zep. Good morning, Kit. How's it going, guys? Well, I'm sneaking out again this weekend. I'm headed up north to the Klamath River to do a little steelhead fishing with my grandkids. And hopefully this works out a lot better than my hunting trip did. We're going to go up there and I got a float trip scheduled for the afternoon. We're going to float down the Klamath and hopefully catch us a couple steelhead. I will let you know the progress of how we did when we get back next week, but to look forward, what's coming up? Well, it's November. That means turkey day's coming and we all love turkey day. Then the day after, Black Friday, a lot of us got to go back to work and work long hours. Well, we're going to open the store probably about 8 o'clock on Friday, and we're going to have some super specials. We're going to have more guns marked down to cost. A lot of guns marked down 15%. Uh, we're going to have clothing marked down anywhere from 40 to 60%. We'll have fishing equipment marked down. We're going to have ammo markdown. We're going to mark down all kinds of stuff, and we're going to run a, it's going to be a early morning special, which will run from when we open till about noon, and then of course around noon we'll raise up the prices a little bit to compensate, and you know, your wife down spending your money at the outlet stores, why not come on down here, spend the money, buy yourself a new gun, buy you some ammo, pick up some clothing, whatever you need, and don't forget Fishing equipment makes a great Christmas gift. A brand-new twenty-two will brighten up the eyes in any kid's day. And, of course, ammo and all that. So that's about it for now. You guys have a fantastic weekend, and we'll see you at the store. Guns
8: Fishing and Other Stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns Fishing and Other Stuff and be sure to check them out on the web at GunsFishing.com.
5: More
1: California with well, Mr. Brown, uh, we're wrapping this thing up here pretty quick, but there's a lot going on, dude. There is. You, know, we, you yeah. had, you had some entertaining bass interviews on your show this morning. I gotta tell, tell you, me. hearing those young kids as professional as they are, I gotta know who's grooming them all, daddy and Dads mommy? Dads
2: and moms and, and every other bass. Those kids were raised on launch ramps, you know. I mean, at, at Laker Howell on, who is Randy Howell's son, uh, who just qualified to go on to the MLF tour and, and Marshall Robinson, who's Marty Robinson's son. And uh, these kids have grown up at Bass tournaments, So it's grown up. To him.
1: He just grew rich.
2: One of them got $50,000. Yeah, 60000 actually last ah. weekend. I think it was he won. But, uh, yeah, and you know, I mean, you look at, at Lake Shasta, for example, this week we've got the, Uh, the Wild West Bass Trail Championship going on up there, Sepp. And, you know, Hayden Lee is a name you see in the standings all the time. Well, that's Robert Lee's kid He won four Bassmaster tournaments on the Delta. So it was just long line of them. It's, it's cool to see. Where are you going to be fishing now that you got that
1: new toy? Uh, I
2: do have a new toy. Let's tell uh, them about it. Well, it's a a party new toy. It is. I've got it. I just picked up a new 2023 Ranger 520R. Yeah, uh, I bet there's but, a lot of people out there who like to get their hands on one of those right, right now. How
1: the heck do you get one and well, they don't? I get to
2: be the boat rep for uh, California, <laughs> so that works. But anyway, it's a, it is, it's a really cool boat and I've been waiting on an R boat for about a year and a half. So I, I've been, uh, uh, not that I've been slumming by any means running my, my older boat, but it was, uh, it was, uh, been waiting on this one so it's fun 250 mercury four stroke on it yeah but you talk like it's nothing it's a showpiece it's a showpiece it's a showpiece for lawrence i'll tell you that it's got four hds 12s on uh, bass boat technology double stack mounts and uh you know a ghost trolling motor and active target and three in one and wild guess what kind of electronic expenses involved retail Uh, retail about 20 grand Nothing to it, yeah, about twenty grand a
1: sell one of your children,
2: yeah, that's right,, but you know you don't have to have that i mean i it really isn't
1: necessary no, because I've survived this long without four it's,
2: it's well, yeah, and it's <laughs> you know, I mean, you can go talk to the guys that gone fishing, and you can you they can get you hooked up into a bass boat for about half that, so you know yeah I mean, and you're going to catch all the fish that you've ever caught and, and a few more, and uh you know new four stroke technology and new boats and warranties and all the fun stuff, but uh, I got. You know, this thing's a showpiece. It's, you know uh, how
1: impressed I am with the Mercs. Yeah, the quietest running engine I think I've ever dealt with, and I've had all of them. Come to think of it, yeah. including Suzuki's.
2: Well, I've never. You know, as I as I tell people that in uh, in my career, I've never looked over my shoulder at anything but a but a Mercury product on on the transom of my boat. So, yeah. uh, you know me. I mean, you've you know, I've I've stuck strong with Mercury for many years, and those people in Fond du Lac have taken great care of me.
1: Yeah. You know, so that's one of the nice things about being in this industry. When you yeah. when they identify who's helping them, they take good care of you and vice versa, you take yeah. real good I've, care of them. We've got
2: a long standing relationship with the folks at Mercury and, and when I when I say that it's the best outboard motor on the water, uh because 'cause I've got thousands of hours with one. Yep. It, it's a nice toy and yeah. a beautiful picture. Have you got that posted up on your I website haven't yet? posted it yet. I didn't want to post it on Veterans Day. There was too many other great posts honoring our veterans. So well, get it I up there so folks can see what there. the
1: latest and greatest. Oh, well, we're is. gonna do a little walkthrough on it. I'm certain of that. There'll be a video before we know it. Yes. Let's there head to the Delta. Let's find out about striper fishing out there by hooking up with Jeff Suhu of Suhu Sport Fishing. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, tell us about it. How are those $4 <laughs> mudsuckers holding up?
18: Oh, the mudsuckers are
1: holding up. You
18: know, we haven't had a bite yet. We just dropped them in. Don't see a whole lot. Water has cooled off, as you can imagine. You know, a few degrees here. But the uh, water color looks good. We're down here in Broad blue right now poking around.
1: Uh, it was a
18: grind last week, Seth.
1: Well, tell us about what kind of a grind it was. You had a full oh, moon. Saturday ca- had I a- had my first
18: keeper. Until 11 o'clock.
1: You know, that that requires a lot of moving and a lot of attention to that little box on your dash, doesn't it?
18: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can imagine the stress going through me and all the thoughts going through
1: my head. I'm well aware. I guided back many years ago, 30 years ago, and when you didn't have a fish by 10 o'clock, you were praying for a dink. You were praying for a bluegill, anything to hit, and fortunately, yours did around 11 o'clock, but... The, these things are out there roaming around looking for bait, and it's it's chasing time, isn't it?
18: It is, it is. You know, we 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 made a move and we got into them real good. Saw a couple fish here and there, then they just lit up, and it was pretty wide open fishing. Um, that gave me my plan for Sunday. Sunday, I ran straight there, thinking I had both ties to fish it, and they never showed. They but, never showed up.
1: That's kind of strange. Well, it just means that you weren't at the right venue, apparently. I got a I got a note here from a friend of yours and mine, Mr. Mike Gravert. You might have remembered him. It says Oh, uh, Mike there. Yeah, he sent us a text message 32 minutes ago and I am certain he is listening to us back in where the heck is he? Tennessee, Kentucky, God only knows. He's in, Tennessee. He's, in Tennessee. Yeah, he's in Tennessee. And the note says $4 a mud sucker exclamation oh, points oh. across the page. That ain't right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a guide out there that thinks that's right. How many do you end up buying before you head off in the morning?
18: I have. I bought as much as I could get this morning. I think I got uh, for two days' worth. I'll probably get some minnows depending on what happens today. I got uh, what I got today, 50, 60 of them.
1: Well, you're going to be giving them mouth-to-mouth if they start getting a little lazy, aren't you?
18: Yeah, you know, you know, they work they work dead. You know, they work sometimes they work real good dead, sometimes they work better dead.
1: Well but uh apparently you got the right bait, it's just the wrong price at the time. Is this is this cost based on the shortage and the lack of water and everything we're experiencing, or is this just something that somebody's taking advantage of a situation and charging more?
18: Oh no, the trappers couldn't trap bait, you know, with that big die off with the red tide, Um and uh they're getting very little baits, and I yeah. think the biggest thing is a lot of the guys are trapping in the south bay they're they're just selling for the guys down there. They're not you know instead of having to drive all the way up here to, to drop off bait because they get they're getting so little they're just offloading everything down there, so we don't get a there's not a lot of guys trapping anymore.
1: well, your best technique is we've had that full moon coming through here that can't be a great thing for us. it offers the opportunity for those fish to feed at night. Do you think that has something to do with the slow action from last week?
18: No, not that slow shouldn't
1: have been that slow <laughs> yeah we we had that slow and more when we went to pyramid lake a couple of weeks ago <laughs> you're so, still talking about pyramid huh? <laughs> hey when you get spanked by god you pay attention and <laughs> we we got spanked there's no question about it well the striper action is going to pop there's no question about it guys are going to have to move into the right areas find those fish and once they do it's going to be katie bar the door all the way to march isn't it that's it yeah, yeah. yep plenty of opportunities and then the big spring spawn will start taking place and it goes crazy then too folks it's just a game of being there at the right place at the right time i have screwed up tremendously the last few times because i have been chasing fish action i have been chasing reports from guys out there saying i gotta go do that I go do it five or six days later. It isn't the same body of water with the changes that we're going through in our lakes and our weather systems and the barometric changes that are going on. Don't do what Sepp did. Don't chase fish because they're hitting them. Make your own date and hope to God you hit them on the day you go out. You've got a better chance than waiting for it to get better, in my opinion. Kent, what's your opinion?
2: Put some rain gear on
1: and go. Yeah, well, you're bass (laughs) fishermen. You guys are bulletproof.
2: You know, put some rain gear on and go.
1: Jeff, do you agree with me on that? That's it. That's it. You're right. It's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time, folks, and if you wait, you may miss it, and that's what we did at Pyramid by like two days. Just can't catch them on the couch is the famous saying, right? yeah, I've caught' them on the couch before, yeah they right.
2: start worth bringing in no, no, not at all.
1: Jeff, give them all the hookup information they need. they got to get out there on that big boat with Suhu sport fishing and get into some delta striper action, and it is gonna bust folks. You just need to be on the boat when it does. Nice.
18: Check us out at Suhu Sport Fishing um, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, uh, website is uh Suhu Sport Fishing, S O O H O O Sport Fishing. Uh, see our schedule, give me a call. Booking weekends only right now. So we got some few days left in December. Give us a call, get on the books, get you on the fish.
1: Hey, if you guys remember or ever fished with Mike Gravert, this is Gravert's recommendation for filling in for him. And don't take that lightly. Jeff Have a great day on the water today. I hope you don't have to wait till 11, and good luck with those $4 mudsuckers. Thanks, fellas. All right, take care. Jeff Suhu, Suhu Sport Fishing, having
2: some fun out there.
1: What do you think, Mr. Brown, stripers?
2: You know, yeah, I mean, the Delta is really good for stripers, and they're catching some good fish and catching numbers. Isn't the bass hitting pretty good out a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's 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 that fun fall time where uh you don't know it, what you're going to pull kinda out of the opens Yeah, and it kind of opens up how you can catch them. Whether you're you know little square built crankbaits, you can catch them on plastics. You know, it's always a good spinnerbait time of year. This time of year on the rock walls and uh, the fish are still in the weeds. You can you know punch them doing that, but the stripers are are numbers coming off the 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 rock banks, the riprap banks, and guys are catching them uh, throwing like a rattle trap.
1: Just look for that structure, anything that might hide
2: minnows. Well, break up the current and, you know, anything that'll that'll put a twist in the current. and Slow it down, speed it up, all that fun stuff.
1: Just keep changing until they cooperate with you, folks. Right, right. As we do in every week, we're going now to the editor of Western Outdoor News, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us right now to talk about more Northern California angling opportunities. Good
19: morning, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm glad you guys are talking about stripers because... This, these next two weeks, between now and the 1st of December, you know, water temperature is 56 degrees. It hasn't got into that 40s yet. This is prime time for bait fishing for stripers. That's what I love to do is sit out there on that anchor, let that striper just pick it up and run with it. So, I, this, is the, this is the time. This is my fun time.
1: I don't know if you heard my guest earlier in the show. Jim Gilley uh, won the Virgil Striper Derby with a 37 and a half pound, 45 inch striper.
19: Yes, I did. Bait see that, fishing. And I have been in contact with Virgil's, and uh, they're looking at changing their derby to a target length next year, which makes me very, very happy. That would make
1: everybody happy.
19: Yeah, it's one of the only uh, large fish derbies that still exists. Uh, those kind of a thing of the past now. I'm happy for Jim Gilley, but hopefully we can make some changes, especially even if the slot limit doesn't change. A couple of things. Uh, Lake Comanche planted again. Um, uh, now we got 3,800 uh, pounds of mountain lass and trout in that lake. They're pretty scattered out. That lake is uh, getting cool. You know, it dropped from 65 degrees to 56 degrees in one week. Oh, action's uh, on at that temperature. Yeah. yeah, action's on, but there's a lot of grass uh, that's dying, so you really got to clean your lines a lot. But uh, the more fish they put in there over the time, that trolling is going to get better and better. Uh, as far And the bank fishing, a couple days after the plants, and they've been planting like every Thursday, That's a good time to go to the North Shore or the South Shore marina. Lake Amador is still pumping out. They put in, apparently there's a 15-pound amagold in there, a lightning trout, and they dumped another 500 pounds up to 12 pounds yesterday. And there's been some big fish there, mostly caught off the bank. This is a really good time to go off the bank at Amador. And uh, uh, those amagolds, you know, these lightning trout have really kind of taken over everything. Even Collins Lake is planting uh, lightnings now. So, People seem to really like that unique little strain, especially bank fishermen. So that's been good. A couple of things. uh, Rick Powers called me after he talked to you guys because he couldn't get through. But he wanted to let let you know it's a wide-open bluefin at the Cordell Banks right now. Uh, Apparently the reports are coming in. Guys were out there. Commercial guys were out there yesterday. Bluefin everywhere. So we'll see what happens in the next couple days. Well, it's you know they'll wild. be guys will be yeah.
1: making the runs as soon as they hear that out there. Some of the guys are probably calling their buddies already, saying, "Get your heavy gear."
19: That tuna mania is just unbelievable. But yeah, he said it's uh, incredible. Uh, uh, next week on the nineteenth, there's going to be a trout bout at uh, Oak Grove Regional Park in Stockton. It's their annual event. They're going to be planting in there, and that is really a great event to take a child to. Uh, it's a, they line up bump wall to wall out there, but uh, they'll put some fish in and. I usually go after the derby's over when things calm down a little bit, but it's a great place to take a kid. And we're having more of those uh, trout derbies and little things as we go along fishing in the city. As we get into the winter months, they're going to be planting all these lakes, so that's wonderful.
1: And if nobody's ever been to a fishing in the city program, I've, I've gone to bunches of them and given out stuff and handed out freebies and whatever, but it is so cool seeing the young kids, the smiles on their faces when they hook those fish and just as important as the smiles on the parents' face, standing behind them, watching what they're doing, parents sitting there crying while their kids holding up a fish with a smile on his face, those are the experiences that imprint in children and adults and keep the outdoors in all of our minds. At least they do in mine.
19: Oh, absolutely! That's the best thing. You know those pictures from those early days. Hey, Kent, I got a bath report from uh, Don Pedro. Yeah. Um, we got some a good spoon bite if you can find the bait. Yeah, and that yeah. should
2: that should be happening on on most of the mother lakes. The uh, spoon bite on Maloney should be the same way. Um, you know they'll they'll definitely catch them uh, doing that. So it's uh, it's that happy time of year. Probably at McClure as well. Uh, anywhere there's spotted bass and uh, and uh, they're going to be doing that. But McSwain. Yeah, all those all those lakes will have it. And the other thing too, we want to we want to remind everybody because we have a lot of crappie anglers uh is they have dumped rocks at the end of the launch ramps up at uh, Clear Lake. You can get 3rd it in Street, easy. 5th Street and uh, and also down at the Oaks so you're not falling off the end of the launch ramps due to the low water.
1: And um, I just like to caution everybody. You don't yeah. know how far they put those rocks out. Just go as far just, as you need just to. Go slow. Don't go as far as you can.
2: Yeah, go slow and and uh, be conscious of it, but uh it, they're saying we're going to be able to launch through the winter now. So that's uh, that's a good That's thing. wonderful.
19: Yeah, yeah that's the first good report I've heard about Pedro in a long time, which is perfect, because we have the NorCal Bass is running a special veterans uh, event next week where the proceeds are going to go to a veterans organization. He's nice. it, got about 40 boats out there, and uh, I'm really happy. I love to see when people are supporting others when, with their tournaments. Well, and, Pedro
2: uh, has popped up on the tournament schedules for next year. We'll see some major events down there as well. Uh, that's
19: fantastic. So that that's good news. And McClure, Ryan uh, Cook, stuck a, se- a seven pound largemouth on a jig yesterday so there's a good jig bite from five to 20 feet so that happy time of start- year things are starting to happen and, uh, <laughs> even though that is low you know you can get in and you have both launch ramps so that's that's kind of exciting thing so the launch ramp conditions are always something people should pay attention to. Really good news about Clear Lake. And yeah, in, right in case
1: somebody about. heard about it, uh, Eagle Lake, they did the same thing. They You're going to leave the ramp in the water, the docks in the water, until November 29th, which which case it'll be like hard water. And uh, you'll be able to launch. They've also got rocks down at the end of it, so it's not a big massive drop-off or anything. So you can still get out there. But, again, be careful when you get out there. Dave, I want to thank you, as usual, for giving us some great opportunities that we don't have time to cover here on the show but folks if you have the opportunity you need to get a subscription to western outdoor news and dave's going to tell you how you can do just that
19: just real simple just go to w-o-n-e-w-s dot com and i think the digital is your best deal it comes out on tuesday those reports are actually written on monday so you're getting them one day within within 24 hours of the time that the information out there going to cover both northern as much as we can anything hot up here as well as what's going on in southern california lots of how-tos and uh features so that's fantastic i think there's great information there
1: mr dave hurley the editor of western outdoor news thanks dave we'll talk to you again soon
19: guys have a great day
1: well, Mr. Brown, are you going to go fishing in that new boat? Or are you just going to polish it for the next couple of weeks? A
2: little of both, but uh yeah, no, we're uh, we've got to get it on the water and get it broken in. So it's it's going to mean a trip like up to Oroville or maybe down to the Delta or something. Cause What'd that's,
1: you do with the 150 pounds of crap you pulled out of the other it's boat?
2: Stacked up in the garage. We're getting ready to go in this boat. So. That means the boat is out on the driveway right now no boat's in the garage it's uh it's exactly, get, you got what? more crap in that boat than i i do but we've got it all squared away <laughs> it's like at, a floating retail it's store. A tackle <laughs> store is what it is yeah so uh you don't want to see pictures of the garage so. i called him up and i said hey you got any crappie jigs he goes crappie jigs no. no i said yeah i don't either yeah I wonder why well you do now i want to
1: thank you all for listening i hope you'll join us again right here next week This is Sepp, that's Kent, that's Marilyn in there, and thanks to Chris for filling in. Until next week, this is Sepp. Tight lines, everybody.